0: on The Boogie Monster, Dave Stone and Kyle Canane talk about exploration and treasure hunting, the protests, and redefining policing. On Office Hours Live, Tim Heidecker, DJ Doug Pound, and Vic Berger are joined by Thundercat and Z from Black Socialists in America. Listen to this episode to find out how you can help Office Hours raise funds for the Black Lives Matter Global Fund. Search Starburns Audio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcast platform for a full list of our shows featuring hosts like Monet Exchange, Bob the Drag Queen, and Amanda Seals. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Starburns Audio. Enjoy the show, and remember stay safe, stay healthy, and keep laughing.
1: Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kind of Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is the 30 life crisis and how to work through it. Let's find out. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandell, and you're listening to Kinda Dating. I have my wonderful... Hi, it's Ayesha Holden. ...here with us today. If you like today's episode, please remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it and leave us a five-star rating or review. I mean it, (laughs) because so many of you hit me up, and I love all your messages, but they're irrelevant (laughs) unless they are on... Apple Podcasts. Um, I'm being serious, guys. It really helps us a lot. So please just drop us a five-star uh, rating there. Um, if you have two minutes, just write a little review. Even if it's it's a great commute ride. I don't know. Whatever <laughs> the fuck you want to say. Just say it. Um, we're also on social media. We're at Kind of Dating across the board. I am complicated. So I am at Natasha Chandell on Instagram. Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. Natasha Chandell official on Facebook. And Aisha.
2: (laughs) I like to keep things streamlined, so I am Aisha Says Dance across all social
1: media networks. Because you're much smarter. Um, (laughs) We have an awesome guest here with us today. We've been a big fan, Aisha and I, for a long, long time. She is an actress, writer, producer, YouTube star, and author of 30 Life Crisis, Navigating My 30s, One Drunk Baby Shower at a Time. <laughs> we got Lisa Schwartz. Ooh. Yay! Thanks for having me. We
3: yeah. just discovered
1: we have known each other for a
0: while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Or
1: basically, we've been stalking you for a long time <laughs> um, and coming up with all kinds of show ideas Right. For you. Well, thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aisha and I worked at Maker Studios, guys. Um, which was like a digital MCN mm-hmm. um, R I P Maker Studios Aww, and yeah. so sad. And Lisa was one of our biggest stars. Um one of our biggest I talent. I mean, let's not get crazy. You were, I you was were. A talent <laughs> there. You were one of our favorite influencers. Oh well. No, that's you're very really nice. your name was was mm-hmm. in our a lot of our mixes of the the big talent we worked with. Yeah. So, that's so nice. Yeah. Um it, and people know you as Liz Bug. That's right. On online. Yeah. Um, and so before we start, we ask every guest the same question single or in a relationship. Oh, I'm in a relationship.
2: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> How long?
1: Yeah. Almost two years.
3: Okay. Holy shit. Yes. That's yeah, real. it's that serious. Is... We live together.
2: Okay. That's I... the
3: real deal, yeah, right there. It's,
1: it's the thing. It's the one. It's, oh. oh, I yeah. love it. Awesome. Uh, love yeah. hearing that. <laughs> um, so you wrote this really cool book, uh, 30 Life Crisis. And so I, I want to jump right into it, which is like, what was the inspiration for behind?
3: behind? Um, I got approached to write a book years ago, and I wasn't ready. I didn't really have anything to say. Mm-hmm. But back then, that's when like all the YouTubers were writing books. Right. But I just like didn't want to force something. I, it just wasn't there. Um, and then recently, I got reapproached, and I was ready. I felt like— I had all these crazy stories from my 30s that people like never talk about. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how challenging being in my 30s was going to be. Specifically like half my friends were getting married and having kids mm-hmm. and half were like binge drinking and sleeping on couches and I was in between. Damn. And it really like put me through like a psychological like, you know, tornado where I really had to sort through like what I actually wanted and what I felt like I was supposed to do. Yeah. Um, And I was ready to tell that story to help people out and also like so many crazy like silly dating stories and things like that
1: yeah yeah um because I think like when I was reading it and reading about it um you know some of the stuff that really stuck out to me was like the changes that happen from even things like I think the big one for me was like Parenting your parents Mm. and constantly going to baby showers and fucking gender reveal parties, which you were like. Oh, fuck that. Yes. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Like, Nobody's
3: here has had one, right? No. No.
1: (laughs) I'm just like, you people have like wasting your money. Like, we're really doing this now. It's just like not very nice to like make your friends go to all All those. And I love my friends Mm -hmm. and I'm so happy for
3: them. But like, come on. That's
1: like one too many. Yeah. I'm so glad that some of my best friends are in Canada because that's where I'm from. (laughs) Because like my excuse is always, I'm not in the fucking country. I can't do any of your shit. Like yeah. I was like, I don't, I'll just show up at the wedding day. I don't need to be right. there for all this other fucking All the up. activities. No. It's so expensive. Like, yeah. it's
3: so— I've spent yeah. so much money on my friends. Yeah. So much money.
1: <laughs> no, totally. Because it's like gender reveal parties, baby showers, bachelorettes, fucking— You're like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bridal showers. Shower. Like, shower. Yeah. Shower <laughs> yeah. A lot of showers. People have like three showers. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like, you are dirty people. Yes. <laughs> um, and— And then, you know, just also like you joke about metabolism and like shit changing. Mm -hmm. And so I felt I was like, oh, my God, this is so relatable, especially in like the dating world, because there's this like crazy pressure once you start hitting a certain age. Right. Yeah. Um, I made a joke, which was um, I told one of my really close guy friends when he turned 36. But that was because he was a fuck-up and he was, like, constantly chasing girls all the time and, like, not settling down. And so I just told him, I was like, oh, you know, when you get to a certain age, like, girls look at you like you're weird if you're not with (laughs) somebody. kind of true. And then he fucking landed a girl and he's just stayed with her and half the time he's like she's crazy and I'm like so why are you together he's like cause you are in my head <laughs> uh, like I'll never get it I was oh, like oh no. shit now I just made you settle I was right. like well you were a fucking player you needed to yeah um, but but there is a thing
3: there is. And everyone like assumes too that like… I found online dating interesting once you enter to your 30s. Mm. It's different. It's people like… Guys are more aware that you're like ready for something serious. Okay. Yeah. So I think you need to be very vocal about like what you want on yeah. there. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Right. It's different pressures. And, and those relationship talks of like, where are we going to eat? Turn into like, where is this going? Very quickly. <laughs> right. yeah. And I find that fascinating.
1: <laughs> Did you ever get the like… um oh, like, you're this age? Like, why are you still single? Oh, doesn't
3: everyone ask, are you guys
1: dating currently? Or are you in I'm
3: single. single. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm single. don't you feel like
1: that's, right. like, the no, first no. questions. like, yeah. why yeah. are you still single? Which yeah. is, like, super insulting, but yeah. also, like— yeah. Well, it's a valid question. But it's funny because, like, I always go— And now I'm like, shit, I've become that person. Like, I used to ask— you know, sometimes like we used to be the ones to ask, right. like the dude, like, so yeah. why are you? Why are you oh, still yeah, single? That's fair. Like, why? Why don't you have somebody? And now they're asking me, and I'm like, fuck. They think I'm the crazy one now. <laughs> well, I, I like, mean,
3: you are the crazy. I, one. I mean, definitely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but if you can just own
3: that, yeah, 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 you gotta. Yeah. I actually think women that are single around my age, it's they're my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like they're independent. And successful, Mm -hmm. and they know what they want. And I think sometimes that's super intimidating to men. Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay because you'll meet the right one that way. and Mm -hmm. It kind of seeds out the
1: the not-so-great ones. Hey, guys. I'm Natasha Chandel from The Kinda Dating Podcast, where celebrity expert and generally cool guests and I break down one dating topic per episode and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Because seriously, who says they're in a relationship anymore? With over 100 episodes, there's something for everyone. We cover everything from how to slide in her DM to sex addiction and codependency, Peter Pan syndrome to friends with benefits with guests like Bollywood superstar, Sunny Leone to comedian Laura Clary to time person of the year, Dr. Wendy Walsh, therapists, and even my own parents. As a reformed commitment phobe, my guests and I say it like it is. We laugh a lot, but we also get mad deep. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Listen and subscribe to Kinda Dating on your favorite podcast app or check us out at kindadating.com because we want to help you get it in. I mean, find love. I'm just at a point where I'm like, man, I I just, like, literally need my equal. And exactly. that really weeds out, like, to be honest with you, sorry, guys, like, 90% of people. Because, like, if you don't have your shit together, that's yeah. already, like— a giant chunk weeded out and then do you have emotional maturity giant right. chunk weeded out and then like do you have a job giant chunk. <laughs> oh my god that I'm one like, the yeah. job
3: one really yeah and is. Like, it's, it's like
1: everybody's an entrepreneur and you're True. like i get it they all say right it all says like self employed which yeah. means unemployed right. yeah. for sure. Yeah. sure yeah which like look i get like we're all in a discovery and finding ourselves and whatever right but yeah. then that's where those insecurities lead like if if somebody is Fun employed, and then hmm. and then somebody else is not. Especially if it's the woman, yeah. The guy gets insecure at oh, some point, yeah. so it's like when you know guys get mad at us because they're also like, how come girls are always looking for like the successful dude? I'm like, because you guys have drilled it into us, right? That you will be insecure unless yeah, you're you know you're better than us mm-hmm. or financially. Better than us, like it's whatever. True. So They're I'm the like, ones providing and taking care yeah. of us. Yeah. Um. You also, you know, so so. How would you define first this thirty life crisis? I love the title. Oh, thank you. Yeah,
3: because everyone talks about. <clears throat> excuse me, a quarter life crisis. Yeah. Remember that?
1: Like, there's like. You know, yeah. Yeah, life. yeah, yeah. There's like tons of. Books I, w- about I would love that. to go back to the quarter life crisis. Oh my god! I was just like blackout <laughs> drunk during my <laughs> quarter life. Same thing. I did not have a crisis that.
3: 25. Yeah, me neither. No, I think it was like a little bit like… um, I graduated college and and then I was like a little bit confused about like yeah. how to do life. So I think you like kind of figure that out. And mm-hmm. that's where like that quote unquote crisis lies. But 30, it's like everything becomes more like real, right? Mm-hmm. You're not in school anymore. And you're like, oh, I'm doing life now. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, how do I want that to look? And also, like, I hate to say it, but there is a little bit, as a woman, like, a ticking time bomb if you, like, want to have kids. And I'm not—I hadn't been ready to, like, even think about that. I wasn't in a position to think about that. But at the same time, they're like, you should freeze your eggs. And, like, that's a lot. That, like, kicked it off for me. (sighs) And then, you know, so, like, (laughs) it's just— Thirty life crisis is literally like trying to figure out what your life is going to look. It's you're setting up the rest of your life, Mm -hmm. and it's confusing.
1: Yeah, that is a really good point. Like, Aish, have you have you felt the the ticking stuff?
2: Oh, totally. Um, it was funny. Like, I think it was literally yesterday. I was just driving, and I was like, "Oh, damn! I feel so far away from wanting, like, actually wanting to have children." But it's getting (laughs) a thing to think about. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but and I'm people late.
1: are doing it later. Yeah, that's true. They really, really are. Yeah, I especially think, for millennials, they are. Yeah, and we gotta remember that. Yeah. yeah, we really, like, need to, like— We're actually probably also gonna be the reason that the human population doesn't exist anymore.
2: <laughs> you know that? People are having less kids. They're having so, less yeah. kids, mm-hmm. and
1: the American population is growing. I mean, us said decreasing to right. a point that they're not sure if we'll be able to sustain an economy in 50, 50 oh, wow. years. Really? Yeah. Because if we don't have kids— right. Then who's gonna be yeah paid? Like maybe we're all better for the that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's start all over again. I mean, I'm totally cool with it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's like I was just telling a girlfriend this morning on the on the drive here. I was like, my brain, like I'm a very mature person, but mm-hmm. but there's still a part of me in my brain. And even body in a way that doesn't feel the age that I am.
2: Yes. Same. And I mean, yes, like, mm-hmm. to be
1: honest with you, I know, like, metabolism and stuff. Like that. I've actually—I'm healthier now than I probably was
2: Me too. when Me too. I was younger. Yeah. But do you think
1: that's just because you're, like, smarter and more yes, aware and you know exactly. how to take care of yourself? Mm-hmm. Exactly. 100% that. Like, when I was a kid, I just ate anything. And, oh, like, yeah. I you was didn't like, know. yeah, I just didn't— And now I've, like, feel good about myself. Right. But— so in one way, I'm like, man, I feel, I feel like sexier in my body yeah. now than I ever did. But on the same end, I'm like, shit, I got to think about freezing eggs. I right know. <sighs> Which is like not been a thing for uh. me. And then, and so I went to India. I've never actually said this out loud, I don't think. But I, I went to India and started exploring just the option of like, well, how do I figure out how many eggs? eggs I even have. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the first thing. Like, are you even an, uh, like a candidate? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I started the process and it came back that like, I have probably a very, very, very low mm-hmm. count. Oh, did you do the blood? It's a blood test, right? It's a blood test. So I Whoa. started the first half of it and it was so crazy because I've never totally yeah. wanted kids. I, yeah. I've never been one way or the other. I'm very like indifferent Same. to it. I'm like, if it happens, cool. If it doesn't happen, cool. Mm-hmm. But that… Like, kind of fucked me up. Like, yeah. I cried. And I was like, oh my god, like, I can't? Or it might be really hard. Yeah. And then I just, like, it was the first time it, like, hit me that, oh my god, like, I might not feel I'm an age, but I'm an age.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Ooh, that's <laughs> a really interesting, specific example.
3: Yeah. And do you think you were upset because of, like, you might not be able to have kids or because you won't have the choice?
1: Or because because I I wouldn't
3: have the choice. Yeah,
1: and because of the age, like a little bit. For mine, I think. um, So fun fact: um, I had I had Lyme disease for seven years undiagnosed in my twenties. We won't even get into it, but I did. And then, so when I was reading about it, like, how come somebody like I'm not I'm not that old. I'm just like you know early 30s, and so it's like if. That was the case. Why Why would the count be so low when mm-hmm. I'm a healthy person otherwise? And they said chronic illness uh, could yeah. be a reason of why. But it's not to say that you can't have cancer. No, right? no, 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 no. I'm going to extract even... those eggs. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I hope, I hope sometime. I don't know. And this yeah. is the thing is like, on one end, you're also like, shit, man, this is like 10, 20K. I was like, oh my oh, God. It's so expensive.
3: Yeah. And it's also like and a miserable experience. Storage? Yeah. yeah. Storage. storage? It's like rent.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm like, I have to pay like 200 something a month or oh, some dear, shit. Really? I don't know. It's like, that's oh, a lot. It's, it's like, like a, store. Like, it's absurd. St- in LA, like, it's cheaper sure. in other parts mm-hmm. of the country, but to store eggs in
3: LA, right. you're like, Get this. I had a friend that did it. And the reason why she did it, well, she's single and I think she definitely wants kids, but yeah. she um worked for a company. It was like one of the big studios out here mm. that actually paid for wow. a significant oh, amount yeah. of it to ensure that these women stay at work.
1: Oh, wow. Google does that.
3: That shit's crazy. That but also crazy.
1: like reason enough to get a job there. To my cousin, my cousin did that. She she got she was at Google for like 10 years froze her eggs before she quit. Uh, Whoa. Nice. Uh, paid That's what we
3: all hand. put in applications yeah, yeah, yeah. to right, right, right. <laughs> But you have to pump yourself with we hormones no, and stuff. no qualifications yeah. to
1: hire us, Google. We just have eggs in desperate yeah. need. am yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> need
2: to get rid of dump some of these eggs.
1: So, so why do you guys think people— Guys and girls, because guys go yeah. through this too. Mm-hmm. Guys, I know my guy friends when they start hitting like thirty-five. I don't know, Adam, you you nod or or refute this, but like they start going through the, fuck, am I, I should settle down? I should be yeah. a man. I should get a house. I should, you know, whatever those guy pressures I should are. Do all those things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Adam's agreeing. Um. It's <laughs> so like, where does that spark from? That's what I'm like, where where did these crises moments for us come from?
2: I think it just comes from oh, a combination of things. One is the people around us. If they're going through those things, obviously we're going to have residual effects of that. But then also there's just this like, a quote unquote American dream of, you know, you get a family, you get the white picket fence, you get a dog, you get a nice house, 401k, blah, blah, blah. And so at some point that just sort of, starts kicking in. Yeah. Those thoughts. Yeah.
3: It's society, totally. movies, it's, yeah. TV. Mm-hmm. Totally. Things we grew up, we yeah. didn't even realize. And our parents. And our yeah. parents. And our yep. parents, because mm-hmm. that's how they did it. Yep. And so we, that's, we yeah. know what we,
1: up with, yeah. you know? And you you talked about this in the book, too, about the effects of social media for this too, mm, right? Sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, social media is ruining us
3: all. <laughs> it's bringing us together and giving us right. amazing sources of information. Not always correct information, but, yeah. you know, right. a lot of there's times so fun. much good and yeah. our careers now are all based around it and, like, how yeah. exciting is Told that? You. But, yeah, there's definitely that, like, looking at other people's Instagrams and comparing yeah. and… You know, a lot of parents aren't honest about. They only put up the good stuff. And I know like my friends with kids, and maybe you guys have this too, they really struggle, the moms struggle with feeling like they're good enough moms because Mm. they're seeing other moms Mm -hmm. do things. So I'm really like, I love my friends who are embracing… The imperfections, and even if you don't have kids, you right. know, not mm-hmm. putting a filter on everything or showing like the real mm-hmm. sides of stuff, I think that's so important. Especially yeah. if you have a platform, it's
1: so important. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, totally. you
3: get so caught up and think you're not good enough, you're not doing it yeah. right, and that really takes you down a nasty, nasty road. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It can,
1: and and, and you're so right. Like. Especially people, like, on one end, society tells us, like, have kids, get married, this is your thing. And, and it's so funny because now I joke that, like, my closest friends who are all, like, in their 30s, married kids, doing their thing, all come back to me and are like, just wait. Just, like, yeah. yes. Yes. don't, don't, don't do like, it. just travel. Go do all your shit. Like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All the stuff that they were making me feel like shit for a few years ago for not wanting— And now, like, I remember one of my best friends, it was such a crazy moment where she got married when she was— she wanted to get married when she was 25. She was like, by the time I'm 25, I'm going to get married. Thank God she found, like, the right guy or whatever. And um, got married. Then, you know, by, like, 27, 20, she had two kids, knocked it out before 30. This is what she wanted again. Yeah. And now— Came to a point where she sat me down, bawling and Mm. being like, You know, I love my kids, but I wish I didn't have them. I wish I was just free. And she's like, I would travel and focus on my career and do things that I can't do now because of this. Yeah. And then, and then even the idea of like her marriage being like, On one end, we were all like, Oh, you have the best marriage ever. He's Mm -hmm. the love of your life. And she's like, broke our hearts by telling us a bunch of shit. And I was like, oh my Uh, God, like, huh? And I'm not saying that's everybody. Yeah. But you would never know. Yeah. Because based on social media. Yeah. Their life is perfect. Yeah. People are afraid to, like,
3: tell us the truth, which is fine. People don't have to, but then we need to remember, like, everyone's on their own path. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Nothing is what it seems. Totally. Like, Mm -hmm. even if you look at yourself, you're like, okay, I put out these certain things, but people aren't
1: seeing these certain things. Yeah, yeah, all the time. I mean, I uh, just—I just started a new gig um, where I'm writing on a TV show. Oh, hell yeah. Thank you, thank you. you. And—but but but the thing people don't get is, like, that took me two years— of like fucking bawling my eyes out, mm-hmm. going for me, rewriting scripts, sending things out, having people get it, having people not get it, trying to be like, how the fuck do I break in? How yeah. you know, working every network. Nobody sees that part. Right. Nope. They're just like, see the hustle. oh man. She's always doing something cool. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I've been crying for two years. Like, yeah. I, was like I don't Story know how cool life, that is. Right? Like literally ball <laughs> yeah, baw- like waking up every morning being like, Am I a fucking nutbag? Like, yeah. why did I and that's enough, like even career choices. Like yeah. I wish that I had taken the risks now that I that I uh that I wish I did when I like 10 years ago. Yeah. But 10 years ago I was in survival mode. And yeah, college. you weren't ready. And, yeah, and I wasn't exactly. ready. You weren't and ready I was ready just like it yeah. needed to happen and, when it did. But then when you think about like age and you start comparing to people, you go, Oh fuck, like mm. some of my friends are doing A B C D E yep. and especially for like you know, I don't know about how you feel, Aish, but like coming from like Maker Studios and being an executive and choosing a different path after that, being like, oh, I don't want this. I want to be a writer. Yeah. You're in L.A. Everybody's looking at you like,
0: mm-hmm, sure <laughs> oh, you do. Yeah.
1: You want to be yeah. a writer. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you're like. pat on the head. Yeah. yeah. You're like, sure. Yeah. And, and then you, you know, you started going like, fuck, what am I doing with like my age? And yes. And. I shouldn't be doing this right now. I should just choose the the comfortable path. Like, yeah. oh, but how
3: boring and how and that's like, so thing. boring <laughs> you would be yeah. so unhappy. Like, you just don't need to settle right yeah, now. Yeah, and yeah. And I feel like there's that impulse, like totally. you're saying, to just like settle. But how, like, how much more powerful it is it that you were able to make that mm-hmm. move? Like, yeah. that's awesome and empowering and difficult, but.
1: But like, it's, you know, but, but again, the grass is always greener on the other always, side, right? Yeah. Like somebody's looking at somebody going, oh, I wish I did that. Then we're looking at the like married people going, oh, I wish I did that. Always. They're looking at us being like, I wish I was free. I know. Nobody's happy. Nobody's happy. <laughs> ever. That's so sad. And that's the end of this podcast.
3: Yeah.
1: It just goes dark. Yeah. Aww. Do you think any of it has to do with like also this like quarter, 30, 40, midlife, whatever crises we have at different milestones is like insecurities also. Just like our shit of… Did you ever feel like this before you met your boyfriend now of like being like, man, I'm a certain age. Maybe I'm just unlovable. Oh,
3: Oh, yeah. And I've also like gone
1: through like, I think I'm just meant
3: to be alone. Like I'm okay. And I like convinced myself. And like that's totally cool too. Yeah, yeah. I was… I… I, Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Because it gets to a point where you're like, you just want to give up. Yeah. yeah, Or settle. Mm-hmm. I think that's another common thing. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like you were saying about your friend who's like, she's crazy, but whatever you told me, like, yeah. I think that's an impulse too. But yeah, it's so easy when things aren't going well to turn inward and be so hard on yourself. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. totally. I, I think that's the thing that like so many of our listeners complain a lot to me about is like, obviously, the struggles— of being alone. Yeah. And and I know what it's coming down to is like them swiping, 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 not matching or going out and then it not working out and coming back and internalizing that it's because I'm unlovable. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. how could, you know, how could Lisa find, like Lisa finds this great guy. I'm not finding a great guy. It must mean because it's me. It's me. hmm You know, I think that's such a common um, thought pattern. But we
3: never… I'm trying to like remind people to turn it around and be like, but wait, I wasn't interested in that person. Right? Mm -hmm. Like you go on dates and you're so concerned about what the other person thinks about you. Why aren't they calling me back? Why why this? Why that? And then if you really like stop and think you might not even care about them. It's just an ego thing. ego thing. So I think it's really important to really try to like take your ego out of it and sit back and really look at what's Mm -hmm. actually happening and what matters to you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what that person thinks of you. Also, if they don't like you, they're not your person. Easier said than done, of course. But I feel like I got to a point when I was dating in my 30s that I like treated it more like a job. And it was like, okay, I'll just go on this. Okay, this didn't work. Moving on. It has nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it does, but what that person's opinion of me doesn't matter. It's not, it's not valuable. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah, totally. Again, all of this is so much easier said than done. But if you can like try to remind yourself yeah. of that. Yeah.
1: No, that's something, sorry, go ahead. No, I was
2: just going to say, do you think like turning 30, uh, you start reverting back to old habits a little bit because you're a little bit worried. So it's just easier to fall back on whatever it is he used to do or like
3: yeah anytime you yeah. date or mm-hmm. go on the also like
2: the apps are so mindless
3: that right. it's so easy to get like
1: mm-hmm.
3: back to your old habits or you know kind of go into a funk right. or not really like think like um, what's the word I'm looking for like method or like think yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not thinking. <laughs> words, words are hard. Words, words. words. Are hard. Uh, we get it. <laughs> More coffee. You've written right. so much in this book that you can't even form another thought anymore. No many words. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, I mean, that's definitely like a thing too of like just reverting back to yeah. old behaviors that you were used to. Because, like, I mean, for me, I was like, a, I used to be a commitment phobe, and then now I'm. A reformed commitment, though, <laughs> right? But, but there are times when, like, if something isn't going my way, I want to revert back to that mm-hmm. life where it just kind of is easier in yep. a way to shut off and be like, Oh, oh yeah. I don't want to deal with this, shit. Protect but it's yourself. like a constant reminder of, like, no, this is not who you are anymore, exactly. <laughs> not, yeah. You know, but, <laughs> um, you, you also talked, uh, about stuff that you have learned. In this journey. Um, And, you know, some of the things I wanted to talk about, which also affects dating life, is let's start with like the uh, baby showers, weddings. Like, I know we talked about it a little bit before, but navigating feelings around that of like, Mm -hmm. you're going there again, somebody else is in the middle of getting married, having a baby. And then, like, processing, like, should that be me?
3: Yeah, it's hard to, like, separate um, yourself from everyone else. It's the same thing as social media. Mm-hmm. But, like, I went to seven weddings in one year. And that wow. really, like, did a number on my pocketbook. But also on, you like— got to mm- stop having so many friends. Yeah. I know. <laughs> We're done now, I think. Until, like, the divorce is in the it, yeah, light, yeah, second Yeah, yeah. The second round. <laughs> um, yeah, I think— going into this, you need to like protect yourself in a way and try to go in and enjoy it for what it is and Mm -hmm. enjoy your friends and where they're at, but not take it so personally. Mm -hmm. Again, easier said than done. Like, I don't even know if that's possible other than just knowing like if you're entering this time in your life and you're going to be doing this, that you might have feelings. Yeah. But if you could really try to separate, you know, what's happening and really like just keep going on your own path because everyone has their own. Their own thing. Their own thing.
1: Does this happen for for non-Indian people? But like when you're at weddings, uh, like for Indian weddings, they always like, there's like an auntie who always comes up to you if you're the single person who's like, yes, (laughs) you haven't met anybody. But if you haven't met anybody, how could anybody meet somebody? And you're like, they had a fucking wedding, bitch, and she just right. met somebody. It's yeah. like, what are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> um, there's that, always one. that same there's, thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah,
2: very similar. Yeah. I've I've <laughs>
1: started to uh, tell them um, when they say like, if you can't meet someone, how can you? I always say like, it's not about meeting anyone; it's about meeting the right person. <laughs> and then yes. I and then I see like their shitty choices flash before them. Yes. eyes, right. and I'm like. Winning. <laughs> like, and like you said, like, people point are tish. always like so jealous of single people. Oh, yeah. So like totally. embrace that.
3: Yeah.
1: My parents said that about my brother. Really? My brother shits on me all the time too. He's like, what the fuck? Like she should just settle down now. Like why is she still like running? Or just, like He basically says like I'm running the streets kind of thing. Oh, yes. My and my parents are like, he's jealous of you because he wants to go out and do stuff. And yeah. he's trapped at home and can't do anything. So every time you say… You're going here, doing this, or right. going out. He's like his 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 ideal for me is like a boy who makes me stay at home to watch movies. Jeez, <laughs> that's all. He's like she should just stay at home more. He's so jealous. Yes. Yeah, that's such a brother. That's <laughs> such right? a brother thing. It's like, oh my god, that's here. so funny. I was like, sorry, bro. Yeah, like, I don't. Uh, know. I'm living the life on the street, bro. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> on like, streets, bro. i like, I don't know what you think I'm doing street out here, walking. but um. What are some of the things that you've learned? You've also had an interesting life in that you had a a, a breakup with a pretty famous influencer yes. like yourself. Um, he was you that maker too, Yeah, he, yeah was. he was. He was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah, I had a
3: very public relationship for almost four years mm-hmm. with Shane Dawson. Um, and it was like the greatest relationship ever. Um, but the public thing was so interesting mm-hmm. because it really like dictated a lot of the way we did things and so when we were nearing the end of the relationship we were ready to like part ways Mm -hmm. we had to take into consideration Mm. that the public would have to know like one we'd have to like make an announcement two there would be so much pushback and we watched other people do it and I don't know if you guys remember this but like there were certain couples like where one of the person in the couple, once they broke up on YouTube, yeah. would just disappear.
1: Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The
3: fans yeah. would turn on them and then yep. they would just disappear. And that was so terrifying to me. But with that came so much guilt that not only was I like trying to process a breakup, but I also had to think about that and yeah. it felt really nasty to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So it was a really interesting long breakup. So we like kind of faked our relationship on social oh, media okay. yeah. for, for a bit. for a long while there at the end, um, which was devastating mm-hmm. and yeah. exhausting. And totally. I went through a lot of therapy. And then uh Shane came out as bisexual, which um was wonderful and I am so proud of him. And yeah, of course, you know, in a way it kind of made it easier to be sure. honest. Yeah. Um but there was a lot of processing that had to go with that, yeah, too. Yeah. And then we finally, like, told the world, the world, which Don't sounds, like, hope, so yeah. insane. But at the time, like, that was my world. Yeah. Um, and it was a lot. Mm-hmm. It was a lot to process. Yeah. It all worked out for the best. And, like, our fans were so kind and people were so kind to me. Yeah. Um, so, I'm, you know, still here and still doing it. But there and was it, definitely a lot. It was very layered. So, if anyone's having… Complicated breakups, I understand. Yeah. And
1: I think that's what, like, it was so great because he wrote the foreword of your book and it was talking about how, like, you guys are still, like, best friends. Yeah. Really close. And, and, like, how he values that relationship so much, Mm -hmm. even though, so, I'd I'd love to get into like what you learned about breakups because you had talked about like it being different in your 20s versus Mm. in your 30s, right? Like whether it was processing it or whatever.
3: Well, so I have, my parents got divorced when I was 18 Mm -hmm. and they did a phenomenal job of um, co-parenting and remaining friends. And they were very adamant about like still doing, like we still do Thanksgiving all together and they're very cordial Mm -hmm. and we still like… And I think like out of that, I gained like respect for partners and Mm -hmm. breakups. And listen, I had some nasty breakups in my (laughs) 20s. Like just like ridiculous, dramatic. But I think with Shane, I just learned to like, you got to take your ego out of it. Right. Um, And I think that's what we continue to come back to. is like taking your ego out of it. Look at the situation. We were not, we grew so much and we gained so much from each other, but it was time. Yeah. And I think we both like realized that, valued it, and realized we needed to move on and we're better people because we moved on mm-hmm. and we're both in such better places. Mm-hmm. So there's something sort of like nostalgic now when we look back at it. That's and awesome. I think that's why we're able to be friends. Also like he's engaged to a dude. I think right. if he was engaged to a woman, it might be a different story. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah I sure. could like, you know, sit on my high horse and like preach, but like it might be a little bit different. Yeah. And And he's so lovely to me and accepting of me. But yeah, totally a full circle sort of like, hey… This happened for a reason. right? Let's walk away. Even with like, I had a relationship after him that ended like right before I wrote this book Mm. or during the book. And we kind of both were just like, oh, this isn't, it's time to move on. Yeah. It hurt, but like, we both were just like, oh, this isn't, we're not, no. Do you
1: know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something when you're
3: a little bit like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I guess a little bit more mature where it's like, okay, we got what we needed out of this and it just didn't work. Yeah. So yeah. let's be amicable. We don't need to be best friends. I don't talk to him anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Shane situation is different. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think, I don't know. Do you guys feel like that? Even when you're dating where it's like, oh, this isn't for me. Let's not drag this
1: out. Let's just keep… Oh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like notorious for all the fucking breakup stories I right. have. Um, yes. I yeah, In some exes, I'm really friendly with and really close with because… It's cool and we're fine. And then there's some that I don't need to be friends with. And when I was younger, I used to feel I had to be friends with everybody. Mm. Yeah. And and as I grew older, I realized some people are just not good in your life. Like for yeah. me, there were some people that were toxic. And I was yeah. like, uh, it's actually safer and better for me to not have you in my life. And so, you know, that was a big thing for me to like learn to set boundaries, which is what I've learned between 20s and 30s. Like you're, yeah. you know, one and I was like so fucking— I was, I literally was known as the nice Canadian and got cheated on because I was told I was too nice. Ah. And like, I, and I realized like, I didn't know how to set boundaries. Right. Boundaries. I didn't know how to ask for anything. Yes. And now I'm not like a, like a hard ass about it, but I know how to assertively set boundaries without being like angry. And, you know, I had to go through that phase of like learning to first being angry about and being like, no. Yeah. And now I'm just like, No. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And like there's much know. more power in just being like, no, Dude, I'm the power do of no. I write about this in the book. Like, yes. The power yeah. of no is a the powerful… The power of being bossy, right? You, yes. It's, yeah. it's a
3: powerful, wonderful thing. And it's you doesn't have to be in a mean way. But mm-hmm. like you can say no to things. You can say no to plans. You could say no to that mm-hmm. second date. Totally. You can't say no to that second drink though. <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
0: you, I, I just can't. take the drink. Just yes. Take
1: it. <laughs> um, I think I also like with breakups also sort of learned, and I don't know how you feel about this because you also went through. So I had a, so I always joke that I wonder if it would have been better if my ex was um, bisexual or gay or something versus what he he was into, which was grandma's. (gasps) My ex was... (laughs) who I was in a serious relationship was into grandmas. Wait, and, okay, hold up. Yeah, it's like a whole By thing. By the way, guys, my jaw just dropped. <laughs> yeah, Like yeah. A legit. <laughs> yeah, it's like a whole thing in my stand-up because like I can't not talk about this because I— Wait,
3: how old are we talking?
1: Like what kind of grandmas? Uh, well, I found it because he had profiles on like a dating site which was a 55-plus seniors dating site. That's
2: so interesting.
3: Yeah.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah. And um. And that I'm one he, he wrote like a legit full-up profile for. Her, and it was like— like, loves tennis and adventure. And, so, and right. I was like, but she'll watch you play tennis. <laughs> like, Does he need a mom? Is that what it is? It's... Well, his mom was like a MILF. So I actually think of, there's a little bit of, like, this fucked him up a bit. But— um, Oh, so his mom was younger. His his mom was— oh, Hot. Hot. Okay. For her. Like, I'm saying, uh-huh. like, she was, she was in her 50s. Okay. But, like, when you went there, uh-huh. I was like, Oh, good God, like you are. Right. But she's the nicest lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that must be confusing. It's confusing. Right. And like his friends all used to like his mom. And like, you know, I right. think there's just like a thing. Mm-hmm. Whoa. And um, and so for me, I remember saying to myself, I actually kind of wish he were gay. Because I could have yeah. Googled some answers for that. I could have been yeah. like what to do if your boyfriend, <laughs> if your is, boyfriend gay. is gay. But I can't google what to do if your boyfriend's into grandmas. Like oh they're my just it's so rare. I was like you I know what, though? don't know. Those grandmas are really lucky. They're what yeah. yeah. they, like, I throw them a bone. Like I always say I'm I'm like no truthfully when when it happened I was like I can't compete with a grandma cuz like yeah. they're better than me. Right. Yeah. It's <laughs> my mom is a grandma if you had to pick who was going to fall off a cliff, me or my mom? Right. Me. 100%. <laughs> throw, like, That's she is hilarious. way better for the world right. than I am. Aww. No, it's just, yeah. they're much better people, man. They've worked through their shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're like, I'm like a fucking flailing, like, you know, fish out of water, like figuring shit out. My mom is like, the lies. embodiment of you know so your mom's now dating him is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no and now now it was like the end oh of the story. that's why you would like I remember me being out of town once and he like went and hung out with my parents and like brought flowers for my mom and took her shopping and all this stuff I'm like mother fucker,
0: uh, this is so, I'm like, so you
1: probably trying to get with my mom the whole time <laughs> this is fascinating yeah, do you yeah. have you followed his story where Shit. is he at I know I know. He's one of the people I don't talk to. I'm well, gonna actually, go down a rabbit hole well, tonight. What's actually really funny is that he doesn't talk to me. It's yeah. almost like he cheated on me, or I cheated on him, which is obviously not true. So it's just very. He's got a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But um, but the one thing I no, learned stop. about breakups. I only want to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's like, literally, it's my podcast now. I'm interviewing you about do it. Oh. <laughs>
1: I'm so open about it. Um, no, the thing I learned is like about breakups after all these kinds of things was like. You're going to be okay.
2: Mm. That was my Mm -hmm.
1: biggest… Like in my 20s, I thought I was going to… You were never going to meet somebody again. And it was the worst thing ever. Yes. And now I'm very like, okay.
3: It didn't work out. It also leads to the next, which is so exciting. I try to always remind myself that as I was going through breakups being like, okay, this sucks now. right? But I know that there's something else down the line. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be even better mm-hmm. cuz it's like intel you're like gaining like information as you move along totally and that helps you to the next
1: yeah yeah you said something that that actually one of our guests do you remember Jody Frank yeah um mm-hmm. sorry Jody Frank is a a therapist who was on our our we did an episode 4 how to heal from a breakup hmm. and that was after he and I broke up, and uh, and she gave great advice, which was people fear what's going to happen next, like wh- where am I going to go, who am I going to meet, and she said something that you have also said, which is be curious. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, okay. <laughs> And that was a big shift for me when I heard
3: that. Curious, yeah. I write about that in the book because a therapist once told me that yeah. instead of to be instead of being judgmental of yourself right. and your choices and your feelings, be curious. Why is this? Ha- why am I feeling like this? Not like mm-hmm. oh, I shouldn't be feeling. Oh, oh why
1: like am that. I feeling? Yeah. Curious is such an awesome word. Yeah, yeah. And I even think like being curious about what's to come. It's exciting. it gives it a little yeah. exciting feeling versus. Totally. Oh my God, what's going to come? Like yeah. fear. Yeah. I don't know. Exactly. Have you tried that?
2: Yeah, totally. I actually have a teacher who says to us, don't use the words should and shouldn't. Because it just puts such a like definite yeah. thing on things. Like nothing should or shouldn't. Yeah. It's just, you know. Yeah. That just
1: means just like, just like a like a societal sort exactly. of like you're putting in a box. Yeah. Like this should happen. This mm-hmm. shouldn't happen. It's Why? like according to what standard? Exactly. Yeah. guys, yeah. this is all a mindfuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, all of this, like yeah. life.
3: You just like trying to like convince yourself it's everything. Like, oh, yeah. like we're
1: good, like everything's fine. <laughs> like, but like I get it now when better. like my you know my mom just doesn't give a shit about things. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I get it because like I'm getting to that point. That's one it's of just the things. It's exhausting at yeah. some point. Enough already. Yeah, like, let's you're just, just like you just start becoming desensitized, or you just give less fucks. You give yes. less fucks. That's yeah. why. That's why your ex loves old people.
0: Yeah, just keeps. It's so true.
1: I they like, don't give a fuck. Yeah. He actually said to me, he was like, I mean, baby, think of it this way. Like, I'll love you more as you get older. <laughs> oh this
2: is… God.
1: Thank <laughs> you so <laughs> much. This is the only response, like, women. Guys are like, actually had a guy say that to me. He's like, well, I mean, you shouldn't take it that personally. He would have loved you more. As I was like, wow, wow, wow. That's- say that to a woman, she'll fucking kick you in your balls. Yeah. Like, yeah. I literally said, I was like, oh, cool. I'll wait 30 years for you to be attracted <laughs> right. to me. Awesome! Oh my god! If what?
2: some woman said that to him, you think he would have been like, "Yeah, oh yeah this is great." And then watch no. when
1: I turned like seventy, he'd be into the hundred year old. Like it's not. There's no catching up. No, there's this no was catching never up. Really
2: gonna
3: work. Never. It but wouldn't. now you have
1: great material.
3: That's um, the other yes. thing. Like yeah. dates, when uh-huh. people get all like upset about online dating, it's like, no, trust me. Yeah, you're gonna have great material. Yeah. yeah. Write that <laughs> just, down.
1: Just don't be like I. I feel like I know. Do you know s- so many of these people? Because because influencers in the influencer mm. world of people who just date to have stories. I don't like that stuff. Oh, as much. I didn't
3: even like. Oh, I know think think those that people. That's a thing.
1: Yeah, because people do like the hundred date material. blog and whatever it is. So they're always going out there looking for material, oh, and then like that feels dirty yeah right. <laughs> and that's why like when when I do this podcast people ask me all the time like when I've gone on dates they're like oh so you're gonna talk about me I'm like one check your ego <laughs> shit yeah. isn't about you right and I was like the podcast is not about me talking about dates in real time like right yeah. never about that because I'm not trying to find I was like I have enough stories <laughs> yeah I'm just good. naturally yeah not seeking it so it's like not the thing um but yeah, like it's it's fun to like be able to tell your friends that for sure. Yeah. Um, how do you think people can manage some of their feelings around having a this like 30 life crisis? What's going to come? I think one shift, be curious is a good one. Yeah. What else do you think people can sort of do? I think um, leaning on a therapist. Mm. Yeah. I really yeah. think
3: therapy yeah. is just,
1: even if it's in the form of
3: Journaling, like if you can't afford or if you don't feel comfortable. Um, it's just having conversations about what's going on. Whether it's with your family or friends, mm-hmm. someone you're comfortable with. Um, I think a teacher. Yeah. Um, a mentor. I, I really, really think I learned the value of asking for help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's hard to do. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're like, I'm a strong, independent woman. I right. can do everything. Yeah. It's only, you can only become stronger and more valuable
1: by taking classes or um, just learning, listening to podcasts. I I think even guys, like I, I feel like more guys should go to therapy than guys still have like an even bigger stigma than we do about asking for help and talking about feelings. But how sexy is it to meet a man that like
3: has worked? Oh my God.
1: I think it's the greatest thing. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like you have, again, emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. Like you're working, you, you are cool enough to like work on yourself. Yeah. I have noticed. Way bigger differences in those guys, right? Than Absolutely, and the ones who don't. Um, what about what you said about not comparing on social media? Easier said than done, <laughs> yeah. I just
3: started following puppy like dog, yeah, um, accounts, and that seems to make life a lot easier, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I also started muting.
0: Because I feel like there's like
3: a stigma against Yeah, against like unfollowing, and you're like, Oh, I don't I want them, I don't want them to. But I did start it like recently like muting because I was like, this isn't healthy for me. Like Mm -hmm. I don't especially cause my career, a lot of it is YouTube Mm -hmm. and around that is like views and popularity. And I was following some people that were, they weren't doing anything wrong, but it was making me feel insecure about my channel and my views and and my popularity. And I was like, oh I could literally just mute this. Yeah. And it really has it helped. It helps a lot. It helps. So I if agree. you find yourself like feeling not good about a certain person or account, mute them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They no, won't I agree know. with that.
2: They won't know exactly.
1: Um, what do you think, Aisha? Anything people can do for I mean, yeah crisis all management? The
2: <laughs> all these things are exactly what I would say. Um, it's all really just I would say shifting perspectives and changing your mindset, and, um, and those are ways to do that. Um, and just I guess telling yourself every day that you know you're going to be okay. This is this is your story. This is your journey. And finding ways to be okay with that, mm-hmm. and learning all the stuff that we learned before, and you just you know forging your own path.
1: I think millennials are uh, currently the. Largest population before Gen Zers take us over in a yes. bit. But I think currently yeah. we're the largest population. So there's a lot of people lot. in, you know, early 20s to mid 30s, mid to late 30s who are um, transitioning into this, mm-hmm. what you call 30 life crisis. And it's like, I feel like also focusing on the positives yeah. of like one— Um, one thing people, uh, tell me about, they're like, man, how do you still look the same as you did when you were fucking 20? And because I literally, I feel in the same clothes. And I always say it's because I don't think about it. Mm. My truth is, especially body stuff, I don't think about it. Mm -hmm. I just work on being healthy and staying fit and like not going in my head about, oh my God, this wrinkled, this, this, that, that, that. I just... Like that part of me is not stressed. And and as I grow older, I make jokes about like I have white hair now, a couple, you know, here and there. And I say, I've earned it. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, I earned everyone those fucking white hairs. So, like I just don't care. Yeah. yeah. And and then and then like trying to focus on the fact that like I hated my twenties. Like I was Angsty, Not yeah. angsty. I just went through so much shit. Yeah. I don't ever want to repeat that. Yeah. And like I mean so much mental shit of not knowing myself. Right. Learning all the boundaries, all the things I had to do. And now being in a place where all I have to do is apply it.
3: Yeah. So you have the tools. So now yeah. you guys just use them.
1: Yeah. And now I just like I don't feel… So like that's where I try to tell people. I'm like don't try to hold on to what you were in… Enjoy that time and then let that go. And then be like, every one of us, including a baby, is going to get older. So the more you start fearing it, the more you're like held back by it. Right. Versus just being like, like enjoying Mm -hmm. that there's some cool shit that come with Mm -hmm. being older. Like, I don't know. Do you guys like feel sexier? Do you feel more confident? Yeah.
3: Yeah. A thousand percent. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, there are things that we can't. Like, what we said, we give less fucks. That's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, and I, the confidence is so
3: sexy, like in men and women. Yeah. But you being able to, like, say all that and feel all that makes you so much more attractive than before you were able to do that, even though you look exactly the same. Mm -hmm. Completely. There's a light and a beam and a way you hold yourself. Yeah. And I think that's so yeah. exciting.
1: Yeah, I used to—I used to—there was a point, you know, I uh, I talk about this a lot. I had an abusive relationship. And um, when I was really broken after that, I always wished I could go back to young me, who was like bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and like, yeah. I was just literally the kid who— if you came up to me and was like, I'm hungry, I would just give you my lunch money. I'd be like, here you go. Like, I didn't eat. I didn't care. That was who I was. Mm. And I always used to be like, oh man, this guy took this from me. Right. He took that light from me and made me this like super fearful whatever person. So I w- always wanted to go back to that until I came out of the lessons. Once I learned the lessons of that breakup, I then came out being like, holy shit, I never want to go back to that girl. But right. that girl was it's almost like the idea of being too, too open without learning right. boundaries. Like we, you know, we've been saying like that to me was like not living life the right way. Now I'm a strong person. I'm a kind person, but I also know when to use those tools. Yeah, There yeah. are times that you need to do things to protect yourself. Yeah, There are times that you just need to be giving. And like that knowledge just feels like so much better to me than going back to that kid who just like didn't know shit. Absolutely. And was just like, yeah, I don't Mm -hmm. know. I don't know. Is that weird?
2: No, not at all. I have a similar situation. I mean, the relationship wasn't abusive or anything, but the breakup was like really, really bad. And he was just such a shit. And I just felt horrible for a long time after it. And um, yeah, the best way I can say is I almost needed that to happen so that I know in the future— What to do, how to handle things, what I like, Mm -hmm. what the warning signs are, all that good stuff. And, you know, I wouldn't have that if I didn't go through that fucking shit. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. Everything
1: happens for a reason. So cheesy, but it's like absolutely
2: true.
3: true.
1: Yeah. And like, even for you, it's like if you didn't go through that big public breakup and had to go through the experience, you might not have, you wouldn't have met.
2: Yeah. You're one now. Like, it's Mm -hmm. crazy.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You really, every, like, your life
3: is like whatever you think about. God or whatever. Yeah. I do I do like to think that there's like some sort of a plan mm-hmm. and you just gotta like ride it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Just like assume like okay that was supposed to happen.
1: Let's take those lessons and then let's keep on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep it on. And I definitely have a thing of like Wanting more people to just be, like, free thinkers. Like, not Mm -hmm. be chained to the idea of what the world is telling us we have to be. Yes, Which is, like, a good part of, I think, the younger generations. We've seen that. Yeah, like, more access to knowledge and internet and stuff like that means better choices and Mm -hmm. different choices, Mm -hmm. like, than the norms. Mm -hmm. And so, we are seeing people living different lifestyles, living different, um, you know, gender conformities. Like, whatever it is for you, like— That is changing so much of what the formula is. Yeah. That now I think we're sort of getting to a place where we're realizing there is no formula. Mm -hmm.
3: That's right. Even in these like… Like my mom sent me an article. My mom's like obsessed with this idea that I'm getting married even though like it's not happening right now. But she sends me like all these articles. (laughs) But um, she knows that I'm just all about doing things differently. She sent me an article about like some wedding thing. But it was like here's traditions that, like, no longer need to be traditions right. in weddings. Like, because weddings are so formulaic. Yeah. And, like, people are not breaking even those molds. And I'm like, yes. Okay, <laughs> even in an industry like that, things are changing. You don't have to wear the white dress. Right. You don't yeah. have to walk down the like Like, we are a generation that can do things our own way. Totally. And establish new things or just establish the idea that there are no ways. Yeah. Your
1: way is the right way. Yeah, because, right. man, you live one fucking life. Yes, and it's short. <laughs> and exactly. And then it's like, yeah. if the whole time you're living for somebody else,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I'm like, why? <laughs> yes. Preach. But at the it's the same end when you make certain choices you have to know like for me it's like okay I have made a choice that I'm no, I don't want kids right now that that means I have to suck up the consequences that hey maybe I wouldn't have a kid that's yeah. fine too like yeah. so you have to like play those scenarios out and be cool with it but like make some choice for you yeah is I think like the yeah. big sort of thing
2: and also be confident. In enough in those choices to know that there's going to be people who aren't of mm-hmm. like mind who are going to question your choices oh, yeah. you know but
3: fuck those but, get yeah. a life <laughs> get a life and yeah. I really do
2: think that comes from a place of
1: jealousy mm-hmm. or oh yeah deep rooted um, misery pain. loves company yeah. is what I say yeah, yeah it's true I'm like there's just like some fucking it's like my brother <laughs> he's yeah. fucking I mean look I love my sister-in-law and my nephew, obviously, and he does too. But I know it's a part of him that just wants to be fucking free. Yeah, and so bitch just wants me to be tied down like him. You're yeah, right. while I'm off fucking traveling wherever I feel like going. If I felt like going, oh. yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck married people. No, I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm very happy for everybody who's living whatever life they want. Exactly. Um, okay, Lisa. Yes, we've wrapped this first episode, but we're not done. We are not done. <laughs> you are not leaving yet. No. Um, we do something called six questions with every guest. Okay. Um, we ask everybody the same six questions. How you, however, you perceive the answers is how you perceive. We'll try not Ooh. to comment in okay. between. Um, it's our dating version of the De Bernard Pivot questionnaire made famous on Inside the Actors Studio. Oh, yes. So this is like our own thing. Yeah. Yes. Okay. We will be. <laughs> um, Lisa, here are your six questions. Okay. What is the first thing you notice about a potential partner? Sense of humor. What is your one deal breaker if they're rude to waiters? That comes up a lot. Mm-hmm. Really?
3: Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so
3: funny. <laughs> yeah. It comes up it's a lot. so telling. Yeah. It's yeah. It's like and it makes I'm it makes me cringe. It's
1: totally. so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's bad. Um, what turns you on? Sense of humor. That's the best one. Um, tell us one of your strengths and one of your weaknesses in relationships.
3: Um, I'm super supportive. Like, I support my partner, like, to the end. But I don't like to be wrong. <laughs> and I have a hard time with that one. <laughs> Nobody does. Yeah. yeah. Um. What is love? Um. I don't know if love can be defined. I think another cheesy thing. When you know it, you know it. Um, yeah. And that's that. And I think it might be different for everyone.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. besides I love you, what three words would you want your partner to tell you? Let's stay home. <laughs> <laughs> Man, did my brother just… Yeah, yeah I remember. When you were like saying that earlier, I was like, um, yeah, no,
3: no, no. I'm <laughs> such a homebody. Like, no, it's yeah. so
1: funny because so am I. But I just like the idea of him thinking that's… That should be my life goal. Right. Whatever like, his idea was, you yeah. would disagree with. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, Fuck yeah. you. If he's like, she should go out all the time, and be like, I'm never going. Yeah, out. yeah exactly. <laughs> um, Lisa, thank you so much for joining oh, us. Thank nice. you. Yes. Everybody, get the book. But first, okay, how can people find you? How can people find the book? Tell us everything. Oh, I'm like you. My social media is all over the place. You do it. <laughs> it's yeah. a mess.
3: Um, but you could just just Google me, uh, Lisa Schwartz on Instagram, LisaBug on YouTube. Or just um, go to Amazon mm-hmm. to get the book. and or anywhere. is it
1: is 30 Life Crisis. crisis yes. Um, and friends, we will have all of her socials and links to everything in the description of the podcast so you can get everything there as well. Um, thanks, friends, for listening. Follow us also on social media. We're at kind of dating across the board. Aisha. I am at Ayesha Says Dance across the board. I am at Natasha Chandell on Instagram. Natasha underscore Chandell on Twitter. Natasha Chandell official on Facebook. (laughs) Thanks so much for downloading this episode. If you could please take a few seconds and review us on iTunes, we'd be so grateful. Um, Also, subscribe, share, and comment to our YouTube account, youtube.com slash Chandel. Send us your dating stories and thoughts also via voice memo to kind of dating at gmail.com or you know what? Just keep hitting me up on social media like you do. Uh, <laughs> finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. Kind of Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host and our social media producer. Our audio engineer is Adam Pineless. Jenna Ribbing is our associate producer. The opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and Kay Daniel Ellis.